0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.
1: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 16-123. 116 That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
2: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Uh, good evening of you. It's great to see 70 of you waiting for the show to start uh, straight away. It's Sunday night, which can only mean that it's extra time. The final word on the weekend's action and the weekend's action this weekend. There's quite a bit of action, actually, because obviously we've had the uh, the Wolves to uh, Newcastle United too. Uh, we've had Samosa Saturday 20, would you believe, Uh, We've also had the Wolves All-Stars playing today down at Bilston Tunes. We'll be giving you updates on both of those fundraising events uh, as well as always. Just before I get started, I do want you guys, um, I do want to say a big, big thank you as always to the wonderful local uh, business, uh, Creation Wolf, uh, who basically are a one-stop digital uh, solution Delivering the latest, the industry's latest, most advanced di- digital solutions, and they're a local company. that do analytics, brand management, development, uh, digital marketing, lead generation, SEO, and IA. And you can get in touch with them. Um, the link is in the description below. And these are uh, some of their latest products. As you can see, there we're on there as well. So check them out. Um, that if you're a local company, you want to enhance your brand. They're from Wolverhampton. Make sure you get on to them. So, what? who we got for our first guests uh, today? Well, we do have for our first guest. we have the voice, the voice of reason himself. Jack, how are you doing,
3: mate? Not so bad. How are you, Dave?
2: I'm good. And it was good seeing you early on today because we did yeah. go down to Bilston. Um, uh, I managed to get all my... Uh, Editing and stuff done, and uh, we, we went down with the producer and me, you, uh, and Chris and Emma and the and, and thing. We all stood behind the uh, behind the goal, uh, giving Jason a bit of abuse and stuff to, <laughs> and everything. But It was a good game, two one to, in the end of the All Stars. I'm sure Jason will talk a bit about that. But we uh, we we had the always wolves stand behind the goal at uh, at Bilston. We've also got joining us, um, who's recently, I'm pleased to say, has signed a three-year deal uh, with Always Wolves FC, um, who uh, did such a great job for us. Uh, Actually, did the cross that set me up for the headed goal to uh, win our first match. Lewis, how you doing, young man?
4: Okay, Dave, how are you?
2: Absolutely uh, fantastic! You had a good weekend. You weren't able to be on last week because you were up in Liverpool visiting your young lady.
4: Yeah, yeah, I missed the game. I didn't want to come on and not have um, you know as much good stuff to say as um, as I would have if I watched the game. But yeah, I went to the game uh, last night, so definitely good to be back here.
2: Yeah. Fantastic! And finally, uh, we have. The guy that just keeps on giving or keeps on getting people to give. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's Manny. Uh, how you do, mate?
0: You're know all right, mate? I'm yeah, fine. The magic triangle.
2: About... Oh, yeah, the magic triangle. points again yesterday, mate.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, it did. Um, yeah, magical. Well, no words, to be honest. Um, do you want to just give everyone
2: an update? Because um, I yeah. think we went for a record number of samosas
0: made. Yeah, uh, I mean you know what we always try and make as many as possible um but cost of living actually does affect even fundraising you know and um i'm just so thankful to the fans um some brilliant fans who help out so we had three thousand three hundred and fifty samosas i think um which was like a record amount for us. And we got rid of them all. Can you even made like... some
2: with peas, with, without, without peas. Yeah, yeah, Chris Humphries
0: will be on next, hates peas. He's allergic, so we had to make some special one-off pea-free. He does, you know, he gives all the time. And, and it was my missus, he sweet-talked my wife at Telford, and convinced her and, and she was like um adamant that we had to make them for him and I was like no we're going to treat him like everybody else he either eats the pea ones or you <laughs> know but we made him some so yeah brilliant day and um uh, wow Um yeah we raised be yeah what was your yeah what was we've the raised um, the, the total right now I mean people have donated today people who couldn't get there people who wanted to be there so we're up to Six thousand five hundred and fifty pounds so far raised, which yeah,
2: absolutely fantastic. Six thousand. This is like uh, this is like the BBC telethon. <laughs> I should have a little number going across the green Oh 6, man,
0: oh, honestly, man. just unreal. And like again, some fantastic um, stories and and people. And we had um, a special lady there who was from. Dave spoke to her as well. She was lovely discover, discovering dementia, which is a podcast. So yeah. she was recording the sounds and sights of samosa Saturday, and she started in the home with. She was actually had a microphone to our samosas. I thought that's the first time I've ever had my samosas <laughs> interviewed to see <laughs> to see what they were um, uh, saying in the frying so we're pan. Probably and giving they,
2: her a lot of a uh, lot of points.
0: Yeah, she spoke, At least three. spoke spoke to a lot of the volunteers, a lot of the people who donate and also some fans who obviously have loved ones who are going through this condition and um, uh, telling their stories. And and, um, I'm sure that's when it comes out, I'll share what the content that she's produced, because I'm I'm sure it will be a great listen with so many random fans. She spoke to, she spoke to Johnny Phillips as well. She spent a lot of time speaking to him. He was, he was presenting for Sky Sports that day. He was, one of the first ones up to the stall and um, yeah, um, massive amount of thanks to everyone who volunteers, helps, makes, shares, joins in, uh, makes it part of their match day. You see fans come there and they literally spend half an hour, an hour just standing around, just chilling, just talking to others. and, um, And as you can see from the comments, you know, it affects so many people. There's probably nobody that doesn't know anybody. That has the condition, and um, uh, unfortunately, you know, every three minutes, another person, and that's how prevalent it is. So. We'll carry on, and uh, we carry on because you keep giving, man. People say, "How many more samosas?" Are I say, "These bloody Wolves fans are greedy pigs, man. They don't want, they don't stop. They want more, you know." Even I've had messages, "When's oh, your next one?" I'm saying, "Whoa, let me rest, you know." <laughs> you know, we so brilliant, and and we, as always, we will do one towards the end of the season, and. um uh, It just keeps astounding us, 20 events, you know, five years, virtually to the day when we first started against Spurs at home uh, in the evening on a Saturday night and and, and never, ever thought um, it would become what it has become. Um, It's like an institution now. It's almost like I'm honoured to be there, a part, you know, people make it their part of their, you know, existence and and so many people like dave you all know so many people who've joined in with the fundraising and join in to help it's given them an outlet there's people who've never ever um done anything like that or people who have struggled maybe meeting people or 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 being in a community Uh, i get messages from some of the helpers saying you know wow i feel like i'm part of a, a family i feel like i'm part of a a community—it really lifts me, and and it's so uplifting. So it's more than just the money. um It's lots of goodwill. It's lots of positivity. We see what's happening in the news. We only switch it on, and and we we get downhearted by, you know, how awful things are around the world. But there's also good as well, and. And unfortunately that good doesn't really get shown you know and and so this this is this is goodness this is goodness random fans who don't really know each other coming together and then we top it off with you know a really proud strong um performance to make the whole day just. Well, that's a,
2: Manny. That's almost a seamless link that you've done there, going yeah. running, you know, almost like a top professional. Lewis, <laughs> let's come to you. Uh, someone's labeling you, uh, the voice of if, if Jack's the voice of reason, apparently, you're the voice of common sense. <laughs> um, what, what you obviously was at the game yesterday, what did you make of it?
4: Yeah, I was really impressed yesterday. I thought Newcastle are such a strong team you know, they can play football really well, but they're also, you know, physically capable. So before the game, I was, you know, quite cautious to expect anything, you know, more than a draw, you know, is what I I hoped for, but really looking at the game and how we played and really we we could have won the game. Um, There were a couple of things that didn't go our way that meant it it was tough and it didn't happen. Um, But really, I was really impressed with the way our players played and dealt with their players. Um, but the, the kind of football that we played ourselves as well, I thought it was really good. Um, you know, Ait Nuri did really well against Trippier in the early parts of the game um, specifically. And uh, the midfield was an area I, I spoke to you uh, in the week about, Dave, and I thought the the midfield did really well. I thought, obviously, Boubacar come off um, a bit earlier, but even when Drag come on and, and Tommy Doyle, it was a bit of a weaker midfield between the two of them compared to Lamina and, and Bubakar, But I thought, you know, they did really well. Um, and I, I was, I was really, really impressed with the performance yesterday. And it's just a shame that those small things like the VAR decision and, you know, the a couple of chances that could have maybe been followed up, I think to the Cunha chance when he, he ran through a lot of the team and then just that someone should be at the back post just to get that in possibly. But I was really happy. Yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, over to you, Jack. I mean, going into the game, um, <coughs> were you feeling quite positive? And how were you feeling coming out of the game? Do you feel like, again, it was, you know, 10 games in to the season and we're talking about three VAR penalty decisions that have all gone the opposite way for Wolves? Um, and... You know, I mean, I'm down the uh, the North Bank end, so I'm during the game. I'm looking at it from the other end. You're at the other end, aren't you? i mean, you know, what's your uh, what's your view on before the game, and uh, then with
3: the incidents and after the match. I think going into the game, it's a bit of a cliche, but I thought it was probably a good time to play Newcastle. They'd just come on the back of, of a really sort of. Tiring game on Wednesday night. Oh, I thought they played well against Dortmund, but it took a lot out of them physically. And obviously, the mental sort of scars of, of getting beat 1 0 against the runner play, if you like. And they've obviously, Tonali was suspended. We weren't sure if that was coming through or not. And I think it came through Friday night, didn't it? So that was a late blow. That's a, maybe changed their plans very last minute. So it probably ca- fell at the right time that the fixture came. We said before the game last week, didn't we? that Usually we draw with Newcastle and we made a bit of a joke of it, but I think that's kind of where we're at now, aren't we? They're a very good side. I think what what Louis said is absolutely right. You know, they're very physical, but they play a lot of football as well. You know, Trippier gets forward down that right-hand side. Um, You know, Joel Linton and and Gimaraish in the middle can kind of dominate pretty much any midfield that's there really. And I thought we stood up to that challenge really well. I actually thought it was a really good game of football, a really, really good game of football conditions played a part. It was, it was a nasty night, you know, it was cold, it was wet. The the pitch was for the tackles going in that weren't getting pulled up. And then there were ones that were, that probably shouldn't have been. And, you know, we can talk about refereeing, you know, ad, ad infinitum. but it's a complete waste of time. As Gary O'Neill said, because they're all crap. Um, you know, But sometimes it adds to the spectacle, doesn't it, in some ways? And then I think sometimes we talk about the atmosphere at Molyneux. Sometimes what we need is a villain. And Anthony Taylor played his part as a villain superbly last night, didn't he? Because the whole crowd were on his back and Premier League is corrupt and you don't know what you're doing and all this. And it just got an extra 10% out of the crowd. I thought it was as loud as I've heard it in a long time. Certainly probably the loudest this season. And uh, that contributed to a really good game of football. Could have gone either way. I think I said to you earlier when I saw you. If Neto hadn't gone off injured, I think we probably pinched that at the end. We had the momentum. They were sort of on the ropes. They were tired. Eddie Ash- A- Ash- Ash- substitutions. Johnson's
2: saying the same thing here. Look, and I, I said yeah. it as well. I think um, I think we are, personally I think we probably would have had a very good chance of winning it. And then obviously, you get, I mean, even in that attack where he pulls his hamstring and he goes down, if he continues running, we've got three other players up with him at that point. But obviously, the attack comes to a finish because his hamstring goes. On Neto, I think someone um, said in the uh, the chat about it's it it's bad about Neto, but Neto has put an Instagram post out I think earlier yeah, on today. And on yeah. Twitter, and um, he basically said uh, it's not so bad. He's going to be out for a couple of weeks, which basically means he's going to miss the Sheffield United and Tottenham game. And like you were saying earlier, that's the, you got the international break. So fingers crossed if everything that Neto's saying on his social media, it doesn't look too bad. It looks like it's going to be a grade one hamstring injury rather than a grade three tear. And he could be back up and running... Uh, with us after the international break, Manny. Um, you know, yep. what's your take on the uh, on on you know on the incidents? You in the know game?
0: what? Um, uh, the last three home games I'm going to talk about because when you look at the home run, we had Liverpool, Brighton, then you know Man City, Villa, Newcastle, Spurs next. That's as hard a six game home run as anybody's going to get all season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and if you went on the, the Liverpool and Brighton games, we might have been sitting here thinking we're not going to get a point in those six. So those last three games at home in particular, I'm wearing this shirt because it's from the European season. And I f- I felt like that again at Molyneux. You know, that type of play, that type of raucous atmosphere. Jack is quite right. You know, we love a villain. We had Nunes. Yeah, then, we had that, McGinn, then we had McGinn. And there we had Anthony Taylor and and I said the same thing to the guy next to me. I think he's done us a favour, this ref has, because the crowd are right into this game. And that feeds, you know, I've always been on, um, uh, always said, you know, it gives you such a lift as a player. You know, when Lamina scores straight away, he looks at the South Bank and he's going, come on, I want more noise. That's what Lamina's doing. He's saying, "I want more noise because it lifts people to another level." And I'll um, tell you what, uh, it did lift him
2: because it was like Superman at the back post. Yeah, to, like, you Imagine you're playing even
0: in a uh, in, in like a charity match today, and everyone's shouting and chanting your name. You're gonna feel like a million dollars. So you know, we've had we've got that atmosphere back, and we couldn't have played really. Man City, Villa, and Newcastle—they're all flying all score goals for fun they're all right you know near the the top of the league they're playing champions league european football and we've gone toe to toe we've literally could have sat here with nine points <laughs> from those three games quite easily you know um uh, the, all the momentum in that second half was with wolves all of it they the, I can't see um, Saar being troubled at all in that first thirty minutes until you know, obviously Neto gets injured. Saar doesn't look like he's in trouble at all. I
2: don't in the first half. I thought he didn't look troubled up until the mistake. It was. It was.
0: I I thought it was a really gutsy, with lots of quality. Um, It control players again, looking comfortable, exactly the same way. Man City, Villa build, 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 and we scored two goals, could have scored more, um, when Neto goes through, you know, and he pulls up, there's four against three, we're right in line, We're that's our side of the ground, so we're right in line from a side, and there's uh, three players in the box at that time, um, across the box, across the whole of the box, it's almost like any sort of cross, or shot, or, or pass, and someone's got a clear chance at goal. And, um, uh, yeah, I mean, and he was just full he, flight, wasn't he? Yeah, it was. So that was obviously disappointing massively because he's a huge player. He's a superstar in this Premier League. You know, every defender, you know, Newcastle defenders, when he goes off, they must have but, been yeah. hugging each other. <laughs> they must have been thinking, oh, my God, thank you for that. And, and that's the only thing, you know, we don't have anything of his standard obviously that's going to be really hard but anything approaching his standard to bring on um we, we do luck so it, we might give a chance to the likes of bellegarde and and and, and players that we bought in. Amia. you know and and um so yeah let's see um sheffield united is probably a good match you know on paper it, it could
2: be, be a tough. Uh, sheffield united it, it's a good match but again, it's another, it's one of them because the expectation is oh, yeah. so high, isn't it? Where, you know, so it's like, you don't want to be the first team to lose to Sheffield United. Like when we went to Luton and then we played uh, Bournemouth and yeah. you now Bournemouth got their first win against Burnley uh, today. So it, that's, that, that is a quite, uh, again, you've done a really good scene this league there, Manny. Looking ahead, Lewis, to Sheffield United <laughs> is what Manny's bought there. Gary O'Neill now has got to go away. We know we've got no Neto, and he's got to basically. Obviously, he's been quite impressive the last four games with the game management much better than in the early. He seems to be understanding and learning his squad. Who do you see? Um, I mean, where you know, where do you see the Gary will go for next week with Sheffield United in terms of like replacing Neto? What What's your thoughts?
4: Yeah, I think it's. Um... <clears throat> It's a tough decision because I think you look at the, the way Sheffield are going to play. Maybe they will be physical rather than um, you know trying to play. Um, so then maybe Sarabia doesn't suit this type of game as much as a kind of a like for like swap on that right hand side um, for Neto. But then you look at who else is available. Um, you, there's obviously Enzo Gonzalez, a younger, younger kid. I, I don't think it's the right time to bring him at the moment. Um, and even... But then you you have to put somebody in that in that right wing position. Um, so do you move Cunha played him on the right hand side, and then you can start Sasa. Yeah, you know, there's a couple of options. There's even Fabio is is on the bench as well. Um, he hasn't played as much recently, so I think it, it it's a it's a bit of a headache for Gary to have to think about how he's going to replace it because Neto is the perfect player for that position in in, in our system at the moment. He, he plays it so well um, and. It, it's a tough one because, like I said, Sheffield the, the type of opposition who are going to be physical. I know that you know they're the really struggling with injuries this season, but you know the, the crowd are going to make it hostile. Um, it, it's going to be a, a tough game, and I, I think Tarabia is just not that type of player who's going to you know succeed in that in that environment. So I, I could possibly see him moving Cunha out to the right um, and playing Sassa through the middle. Um, or we could play a four four two. um you know as we have been going to when we've had the ball i mean yesterday i know it was sometimes the highest player at the pitch um so you know totti would move across so you know if it's a four four two, it becomes a bit more um flexible because you could play maybe play bellegarde on that right hand side as a midfielder rather than a winger and you could have Cunha and, um and sasser at the top but it's um yeah it's a tough tough decision for Gary this week and I'm going to be really interested to see how he decides to go. Uh, well said, uh, Robert says guys hit the like button, lads,
2: ladies and gentlemen. Uh, there's 333 of you. Just let YouTube know that, that you're enjoying it. Jack, I want you to pick up on uh, on on that because it is a dilemma because Neto is such an important player and it does seem good news that we're going to get him. A, you know, it could be it could easily be out for three months if it's a tear. But it looks as if it's a lot better. But it's still going to be a big loss. Um, you've heard what Lewis has had to say. Looking ahead to Sheffield United, what's your thoughts?
3: Uh, I'd, I'd probably, if he's fit, I'd probably bring Belgard in. Just because I think what Neto brings is that ability to drive with the ball and and commit defenders. And I think Belgard is probably the one out of the options that's more likely to do that. Um, And then you don't have to alter your system too much. Then I think you can almost overcomplicate sometimes and you kind of go, well, if I bring this guy in, this person can drop a bit deeper. He can push a bit wider and we can just and then you end up sort of making three or four tactical changes when you don't really need to. What we're doing now is working. So I think the the plan should be to make us as close to like for like as you can. And I think for me, that would be Bellegarde because I think he can carry the ball. He can drive with the ball. He can bring the ball into those areas and commit defenders, which which Neto has been doing fantastically. Uh, I think the well, We saw we a little going, bit of that against
2: Manchester City, although he was playing a more central role. We saw how he can run and drive with the ball. So that, again, yeah, it's yeah. a good it's a good call.
3: Yeah, and I just think with Neto as well, it'll be the set pieces, won't well, it? So then there's perhaps an argument to say, well, does Tommy Doyle start? you know, because his set pieces are, are looking really good. So again, I think Sheffield United have conceded 29 goals in 10 games. So they're vulnerable. So if you put pressure on from set pieces and you sort of get pushed right up the pitch and put their defence under pressure, you can get some joy, I think. So let's, you know, let's be brave and, and let's, you know, really take the game to them. Let's, you know, I, I completely understand the goal. Oh, we don't want to be the first team to lose to them, but there's a reason they haven't won yet. It's because they're not very good. So, Put the pressure on them attack them put them under pressure and see what happens
2: they, they have done reasonably well at home though um on their on their pitch uh, i mean they took man united close mind you then again you know we should have beat man united and or at least got a point and they haven't been doing very well so it's maybe not the best uh of of, of things i mean uh, city have absolutely spanked them uh 3-0 uh today uh manny the, you know you've heard what lewis and jack what's your thoughts yeah. mate?
0: You know, um, uh, we've done well. You know, we've got seven points at, at away grounds where we were playing against similar sides, Luton, you know, Everton, Bournemouth. Maybe in the past we wouldn't have got those points and, and we've struggled. So, like Jack says, we've got to take this confidence with us because we're five unbeaten, we're playing well, players are confident, sometimes actually it galvanizes players so you've got a group of players who know netto's really important but the lamina's dawson's so you imagine in training they're going to say let's do it for netto you know we're going to be with you know because it brings people together and, and people then react and play better i've got a um, inkling for bell guard and maybe bringing in tommy door for triore to play doyle with um, Lamina in the middle because Doyle's passing I mean even oh, like it's,
2: that, great. In, and to be honest <laughs> I thought um,
0: he only looks forward doesn't he I mean just yeah Pedro
2: looked a little bit nervy at times although he settled down but when yeah. Tommy Doyle comes on he he he, he 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 again he was very very positive with his forward passing and he did We saw that against Luton he came on and he looks really composed doesn't
0: he he does you know and the thing is with the midfield we have to be quite fluid I think we can't have a set to I think um, with Doyle and with Gomez and with Triore and with Lemaitre, we've got options, haven't we? And they're all good players. They're not bad players. So we can switch them around with the front. I think maybe we can bring Kuna and Huang almost a little bit central and play Bellegarde just in behind them. Almost like playing in that number 10 role and ask your fallbacks to go further up, because we've got three at the back, we've got defenders, we're playing Sheffield United, take it to them, Eight Aitnuri is a flyer, you know, Samedo is crossing, it was a little bit poor, but he does get into really good positions as well. Man, if you're looking for a right winger, Totti Gomez, what about that skill? Oh, I
2: mean, <laughs> you know what, I was watching that from, from obviously from the North Bank, and guys... You, you know, obviously, the match vlog's really, really good. We capture the goals. We talk through the game. But I'm, like, reacting to the goal when I'm watching it back uh, on the TV. And I've obviously seen it. And I thought, oh, it must be Mario Lamina that's up there. And then it's Totti Gomez. And what, you know, Totti Gomez, we talk about Totti Gomez every week, don't we, being like your John Smith. He just does everything, the basics, really, really well. He's just, He just... But he literally took three players out, played a reverse pass to Wang, and by the way, what what a left foot that Wang pulled back to send the defender stay balanced yeah. and then fitted. This is a guy that scored now in six consecutive Molyneux games. Wang hee Chan, the Korean guy, people are starting to know that his name now, aren't they, Manny?
0: Yeah, they are, and 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 you know um uh, he he's so composed because he probably didn't have the best first half in in his in eyes eyes as well but he's still there and he still gets into that position and he's so com- it's confidence isn't it like i said when you're confident you just feel like you you're invincible he put the defender on his backside in a brilliant move and he knew where he was going to put that ball he already knew he visualized it this is where I'm going to hit the ball, and it's going in. Not just like in the past, where our strikers have gone through and just thought, "Let's just hit it as hard as we can and see if it goes in." He literally controls the ball, and he he aims it at the the biggest you know area that he can see where he's got a chance of scoring, and and um, uh, he's on a sensational run six, you know, Premier League home games. It, on the bounce that he scored uh, after all the troubles we had last year with our strikers not scoring is a fantastic record. And, you know, and it was, and and these last three games at home haven't been a fluke, you know. Uh, we haven't been holding on against Man City. We haven't been <laughs> battered by Villa. We haven't been overrun by Newcastle. We've took the game to all three and we fully deserved the five points. And we sit here thinking that if, you know, we had some classic referees of yesteryear. We might have been sitting on seven or nine points. You know, it's just ridiculous what's going on at the moment. And I feel for, um, I feel for, in a in a little way, I felt Anthony Taylor a little bit. You know why? Because he's only got the one view on that incident. Just on that incident alone, he's only got one view. And and when we we saw it, my son said penalty. I said, oh, I don't know. The guy next to me go, oh, that's a penalty. That's a bit rash. You know, so you can, as a in one view, think, oh, has Wang put his foot in there? And then this is what VAR was brought in for to actually analyze it, look at it, and they think, Oh, and gone. He hasn't touched him, he's pulled out, he's tried to pull out. Oh, Anthony, come and have a look at this screen. That screen, right? After a year, we can get our money back because we haven't used it. Are we brand new? And you
2: know what? <laughs> the other thing is Alan Shearer, let's face it, he, you know, he's 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 very, very rose tinted Newcastle. Even he said on match of the day, it's not a penalty. Um, I don't think Lewis. I've
0: heard of a single, you know, person who's in the game saying it was a penalty. And um that's like I said, VAR have to step in and make a positive decision, otherwise, you might as well not have it. Don't have it then. Just stick not with not. the referee and he's he's made a ricket, you know, and that's it. <laughs>
2: I know, and it seems, you know, you can understand why the Wolves fans are, um, you know, are getting frustrated and singing that, corrupt, uh, you know, Premier League corrupters, beep, 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 and all of that. Um, you know, guys, save a few questions. I've seen a few questions. There's a couple of people that have had a couple of questions. I know there's a question about the, uh, the, the New Year's Eve fiction, and I will put it to the panel. Um, so just save them up for just after the quiz bit towards uh, the end of this first half of the show. Um, Lewis, I'm going to come to you in a second. Um, Jack, we're going to come on to uh performance rating moment of the day and yeah, your man of the match. But I also know that you are talking to you today. You've got a few uh points that uh or stats that you want to tell everyone about.
3: Yeah, and no, I was just doing a little bit of sort of digging earlier on just to kind of confirm in my own mind what I was thinking. And I think our goal scoring is so much better this year. And I did a little bit of sort of digging, like I say, and We've scored in our first 10 games, league games this season, we've scored 13 goals. Last season, in our first 10 league games, we scored four goals.
0: Wow.
3: <laughs> our 13th goal, league goal of the season came yesterday on the 28th of October. Our 13th league goal last year came on the 4th of February. So, you can just in those two stats there, you can see. And okay, there was a World Cup break, so you know that. Excuse it slightly, but you can see just how much more likely we are to score goals at the minute. We're going into games now believing we're going to score goals. One goal, two goal. In, in, last year, you were kind of thinking, well, if we concede a goal, we're going to lose today. Whereas How now
2: many times we talk about that, Manny? <laughs> you know what?
0: Again, year. didn't I say? It puts the pressure on defences to yeah, keep absolutely. clean sheets. Now, yeah. our defence isn't keeping a clean sheet, but we're still getting points. Because he scored goals.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Continue, Jack. No, that, that, that's kind of the, the the main crux of the point, really. I just think, you know, Gary O'Neill, for all the criticism he had when he first came in, I think little by little, he's kind of growing that belief within him. And, and I think he's put that into the squad. And I think they now believe whoever comes to Molyneux or whoever we're going, we're going to cause you problems. We're going to score goals against you and we're going to take points off you. And I think that's kind of really great to see. It's, it's sort of huge for for belief isn't it and you know we, we always see in games don't we that goals change games and if we've got players in our team that are going to score goals then it makes such a big difference such a, a big difference absolutely Chris
2: Jordan I know you're asking how the Samosa sale yesterday Manny uh, it, the first seven minutes of the show we talked about that but raised over six and a half thousand pounds fantastic effort Jack uh, performance rating uh, I'll go eight
3: a I solid th- eight we really good. yeah I thought we were a really solid. good Solid ice, um, your man of the match. Uh, I have to think about this. I'm gonna go with Lamina, I think not just for his goal, but I thought he's all round play. I thought he showed what what we missed last week when he didn't play. Just keep he keeps a really nice structure and shape in that midfield. We're very difficult to play through when he's in there because he, he can sniff out the danger and he can. Pull players around him and say, you need to go and just close that gap there and, and stop that space opening up. I think he's really good at that. He's got a great engine. You know, he's 100% all the time, isn't he? There's no sort of backing off or anything like that. I love all-action midfielders. I, I always have done. So, yeah, I mean, he was he was fantastic Oh, He could give it to Craig Dawson. I thought he was tremendous again. Uh, Neto had a great game until he went off. I thought Cunha again carrying the ball was such a threat. But Lamina just pips it for me.
2: Okay, and yeah. your... Moment or highlight of the day, and bear in mind this could be absolutely anything from your day. It could be just eating it, you know, uh, having a roll Doesn't matter what it is, you know, from your match day or your day in general. what your yeah. moment or highlight of the day.
3: Got a bit of an Saturday, hasn't it? A fantastic goal, hey. really well done. Look at yeah, Manny's little smile.
0: Yak is always one of the first ones there. Absolutely, he's always one of the first ones. He's a, um, uh, you know, so he's, he's a regular, and it's great to see people enjoying it so you know that's what it's there for fantastic
2: away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery you in order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com
1: on one one six one two three that's one one six one two three they are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24 seven 365 days of the year let's all take a moment to talk more than football
2: Lewis we're going to come to you now and does any um any other points you want to make around the game as well obviously uh come in but uh um if there is crack on with that but if not let's go into your performance ratings.
4: Yeah, just before we touch on the performance race, I just wanted to talk about the VAR. yeah um, yeah yep. I, I think Gary did a great job with the press conference of saying, you know, he's tired of talking about the mistakes. And, you know, I think he, he said it perfectly when he said it's not worth wasting time talking about it. But I was watching the Man United and Man City game today, um, and Sky have Mike Dean in in their you know production, and they have his opinion and things like that. And, and there was a point he made about. He wanted to get the the right calls in the big games, but surely they should want to get the right choice, the right calls in every game. It shouldn't matter who's playing. It's a Premier yeah. League game, you know. VARs there, they have to get it right. And you know, when um, there was such a big mistake, you know, it's a bit different, but a mistake is is the same um, for the Liverpool and Tottenham game. Everybody was talking about it. it. Was you know, you couldn't move from the sports news channels for days because it was continuously everywhere. Um, Everyone seemed to, you know, disagree with the decision last night. You know, in the studio and and on Match of the Day, things like that. But I haven't heard anything anywhere about it. I, I think it is, um, it's it's a, a, a good showing of the level of favouritism in the league that some clubs, you know, especially the bigger clubs, they they get. And um, I think this is a really big thing that needs to change across the whole league because when when it's a, a mistake for that, that goes against Liverpool, Man City. It's everywhere, but yesterday, I think everyone, there'll be, a, of course, a minority who say, "You know, it was a penalty, and it was the right choice, but the vast majority of people see that as a, an error by VAR, but it's nowhere to be heard about. And I think it's something that really has to change because they can't keep making the same errors week in. And it does feel like week in, week out for wolves. You know, I think you know, there's already been three massive VAR, um, you know, yeah. wrong choices, really, yes. uh, for wolves. Um, I think and, you- us up to five points now I'm and you know we speak about, about it constantly When whenever there is a decision like that that, that five points could be the difference between staying up or being relegated it could be the difference between us qualifying for the conference league the, even the europa league if things go very well this, this is a big thing and you know these the bad calls they keep making they really need to get a grip on it i think maybe the club could be uh taking a stronger stance i think it would be good for us to kind of push a bit harder because Howard Webb, he keeps coming to apologise and have meetings, but it's not changing.
2: Howard Webb's got his own, he's got his own parking space at Compton at the moment. And Gary O'Neill did say yesterday, I'm not, I'm not talking to anymore because basically what is the point? They keep coming and saying, sorry, and it it happens again. And then it happens again. And then, and and this is this year. And then we talk about all the stuff from last year. It's just, it's, you, you start, you think, you know what? These things even themselves out, but they they don't seem to even themselves out. And on your point, funnily enough, me and Emma were talking earlier because um, they were talking. And I was when well, it was on Talk Sport or the Five Live or it was on the thing, but it was a Man City Man United game, and they were talking about an incident uh, that happened earlier in the game, and they were saying, "Well, this is a derby. This is the sort of that that, that early in the game they could let that fell go." It's like. If it's a foul, it's a foul in the fifth minute or it's a foul in the 95th minute. You can't just go, well, it's a derby. It's a bit more aggressive. So we're going to let that go because of that. Yeah, you have to manage with common sense, but you have to be even across the whole game. I mean, Mm -hmm. yesterday, this is another thing that really wound me up. It's like Dan Byrne, how many fouls did he do? and some of the other Newcastle players. And the referee let it go, let it go, let it go. It was like, you know, a Disney thing out of, you know, let it go, let it... Go. He just kept letting it go. His first card was 70 minutes. Had he have issued mm. a yellow card earlier to Dan Bird when he when he should have done, Dan Bird. And, so, you know, they stopped doing it because they're on a red, potentially. You know and then all the cards come out like i'll start using them now the last 70 minutes so yeah you make a very good point on that On your performance
3: rating
4: um i think it was an eight and a half yesterday i thought like i said going into the game i thought best case scenario was a draw but given how we played it you know really exceeded my expectations for the game um i think we really were so impressive it felt like you know manny made the point earlier about it being similar to the europa league season and you know it looked like we were playing a game with uh, that kind of energy and that kind of momentum that we were taking into the game. It, it really did feel like times of old um, yesterday. So I was very happy with the performance, and I don't think there were really um, there, there was really anyone who had a really bad game. I, I think you know, like you said, Bubakar, it looked a bit shaky at points, but then the replacement was so seamless. And you know, when Dragos came on, it was much more aggressive with the tackling. And you know, I, I was just really impressed yesterday. Very well said. Um, you're <coughs> mad at the match, yeah. I think I'm, I'm gonna go the same as Jack and, and give it to Lamina. Obviously, he got his, his first goal. Um, it, it was a great goal as well. because um, I, you know, before the, the Neto took that corner, uh, I, was saying, I was saying to my brother who sits next to me, I, I don't know why we keep trying the corners, they're so tall that it feels like they're going to win everything on this, these kind of set plays. But it was just a perfect delivery, and a, a great header to beat Trippier. Um, at the back post so yeah the, the goal Did was you know, fantastic. the first three or four corners
2: all went near post and it was yeah, like the was... whole of the newcastle defense were kind of looking for the near post ball and it caught <laughs> them all and to be fair lamina that's the thing that Wolves fans really love about lamina he's 120 100 200 200 committed and if he isn't as committed as what what he was for that header and he you you know he was so committed and it was bullet he won that ball. He had no real right to win it. He was just more determined. He wanted it more. And if you want it more as an individual and as a team, you get these results. And you can see they fought, they're playing with a fight and a passion for each other to get the win. Mm-hmm. And that uh, Gary O'Neill made a really really good point as well. What the one thing that he was impressed with was how they co- they they cope with adversity. Obviously, the the, the goal um, from the drop you know, Saar drops the ball and, you know, it goes in the back of the net. The, and then the penalty VAR decision and dealing with it again. And we saw it against City. We saw it against um, Bournemouth last week. They have a belief now that they can keep going and get a result. And that's something that we, we we didn't have early season. So it's starting to come. So that's a really, really good point that you make. Um Your highlight or moment of the day?
4: Um I think it's got to be Totti's uh, skill his past to Huang, and then the finish was you know that that goal was fantastic even um the flick from lamina you know to beat bruno gimmerish you know it was just a fantastic goal you know it's, i think often the, the kind of pundits and people involved in football will talk about like the second phase of set pieces and keeping it alive and they definitely did that and you know they get straight back in the box and even though it's so congested still you know Huang's ability to find the the space to just turn that ball and, and and beat nick pope at the near post and and totti's turn and you know it was just fantastic it was a great goal i know uh, that was
2: fantastic from uh totti Gonis uh, absolutely. Um, Adrian James, just to bring you to he said Neto interest a big blow. I hope it's not too bad. We did cover this a little bit earlier, so you must have missed it. Uh, netto's announced he's, uh, he's not so bad. He should be back in a couple of weeks with the inter- international break. Hopefully, he'll be back after the international break. Obviously, we wait for confirm, but he's put that on his social. So that's a real positive uh for us right guys um we, we oh, keep a, little, a few questions in a second second but there is one question i do want to ask the, the uh, if you got any questions before we get to the quiz and the, you don't want
0: uh, my performance oh mine, i don't
2: know <laughs> oh yeah sorry manny yeah we're going to come sorry I front, forgot. Sorry, manny, i had man, it already but because you I'm, 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 I'm thinking already. ahead get your questions in and then we're going to go um, to the questions and then to the quiz. Manny, yeah, let's start with your performance rating, mate.
0: Performance, I'll, I'll go with your eight as well. I thought it's best performance at home this season. I think we controlled most of the game. You know, potentially it was a SAR mistake for the first goal. If you come out, you've got to get it, you know, <laughs> and he clashed into his own player. So if he's got to get it or he's got to punch it. So he'll be disappointed with that. And then, obviously, the penalty, apart from that, we didn't look like being troubled, so 8 out of 10. My man of the match, I'm going to give it to... Oh, you're going to be a different. Max Kilman. reason Killman. being, because he struggled this season, he's now settled back into a back three. He is the captain, remember, and we all doubted him as the captain, and now we're loving our side, playing this energetic, wonderful way, and he's still our captain. So he's got to have credit for that. You know, he's a part of that. So, and he's he was heavily strapped up. Um, it looks like we're carrying a few injuries. Lamina limped off as well. Uh, Kilman was obviously carrying an injury, um, uh, you know, well strapped up. So I'll give it to him because I think he's, uh, you know, Dawson's took a lot of the acclaim. Maybe um, it's took a bit of the pressure off Max playing, you know, on one side rather than centre of the defence. So we can sort of, you know, manage his own area and um, uh, I think he, he's um, uh, flourished. So I'm going to give it him. My moment of the day, um, obviously I could talk some other Saturday, but I'm going to talk about the match. My moment of the day is Wang scoring and then Gary O'Neill celebration is my moment of the day because that man, me included, and probably 90% of people who were commenting Didn't see a way out. Didn't see any light at the end of the tunnel, you know, after looping at Ipswich, particularly those that week. We didn't really see where we could go with this team. And here we are sitting on a, I mean, five match unbeaten and some of the teams that we've had to play, you've got to go up to Gary O'Neill and say, mate, can I shake your hand and say, I didn't know you had this in your locker, but you've got much more than I thought. So thank you. Well done. Um, Yeah, he well deserves respect. He's, um, uh, you know, yeah, it's only five games and football's a long time. You know, his next result, if it goes downhill or a couple of games, he's got to keep going now. But we can see hope now. We can see a picture. We can see a vision. Even if we do lose, we also still can see that we've got something in our locker that we can recover and come back. Because you're not going to win every match. It's a pretty Premier League. Of course, you're going to lose matches. You know, Man City lose matches. Everyone loses matches. So um, he's given us new belief. Uh, Our Molyneux back. Our home form's rocking. So uh, fair play. Gary O'Neill. You deserve a huge amount of respect. You're not the biggest name in the world. You're definitely no P.E. teacher. You're at least the year ahead. You're definitely not pit. <laughs> no, he's, he's, you know, fair play. And let's I didn't let's
4: had... just
2: say, this is no disrespect to PE teachers. I had a comment about people yeah. that PE teachers do a fantastic job for young people <laughs> and their job, but it's not managing a Premier League team. It's like, you know, it's, you know, you saw on the sky thing, yeah. how engaging he was. And I think, you know, he's like, you say, Manny, you know, he's coming late. Um, we can't get carried away one way or the other. With People getting carried away, get rid of him. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's a PE teacher. And they need to sack him. He's like, hello, give your head a wobble. He's like, he's, he came in four days before the start of the season. He's made some mistakes. He's learning. But equally, you can't get carried away the other way, can you? You've I just want to
0: respond to a comment. Peter Yam Yam, I do respect him, man. He's a good guy. But you can't call him. He's just called him a pub manager. A pub manager does not beat Newcastle. Nearly should have beaten Villa, I thought, until the Levinas ending off and play, you know, better than a Champions League side. And barring a VAR, we'd been sitting at seven points. So that is down to him modeling the team, coaching the team, training the team, getting the best at who got that out of Huang. No one got that out of him at Huang, did they? Who, who got that, who got well, Neto, Neto seven, seven, you know, so, so give him, give him credit for coaching the players and, and bringing the best out of certain players.
2: Well, a lot of the players have actually spoken, and you know, publicly about this and, um, you know, Neto being one, Kuna being another, um, they've, they've actually spoken about it. We are going to do the quiz in a minute, but there's one big question I need to ask and address because, um, you know, you know, the, the fixture, the Chelsea fixture, um, and just to get your thoughts, um, really, we'll go Lewis first on this one. It's been moved to um Christmas Eve, uh, which is a 1 pm kickoff. It's the first uh fixture played uh, in the Premier League on Christmas Eve for something like 28 years. I think it's 56 years since Wolves played Christmas Eve back in the day. They used to play on Christmas Day, um, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and Boxing Day back in the day. Uh, Lewis what you know just generally what's your thoughts on on that is you bothered about it you know just get on with it or you just think it's some people oh my god it's sacrilege it's Christmas Eve well, what's your what's your view?
4: Uh, I think there's two points I'd like to make Um, first is that like you said you know they used to do it you know um, they used to play on Christmas Day and you know my dad he really believes that in 10 15 years time there will be games again on christmas day because it, the the money is the biggest money is in tv at the moment you know you can sell 30,000 tickets but it's not going to cover anywhere near the cost of um, you know sky Sports or bt sport every month so you know the money is there and it will attract and people are at home on christmas day so if they're at home they they're around the tv they can watch games so soon, I you know I agree with my dad. I think football will soon be on Christmas Day again. So I think it is just you know early steps, you know, edging closer to to games on Christmas Day. Um, I, th- I think that's just it, it's the money in in America. Lots of the sports they play on Thanksgiving um, and on Christmas Day. So I, I do think there is a move um, towards that those kind of games. And for me personally, I think there has to be a consideration for some fans so maybe it would be unwise to play a game like um Bournemouth v Newcastle on Christmas Eve especially any later than one oclock <laughs> you have to think about the fans but you know that the train station is you know well connected to Euston. so you know chelsea fans come in uh coming up i think obviously you know that they they, may, they might they may prefer to have played uh, the game uh, on the original day but you know, I think it might be a nice way to kind of kick off Christmas for everyone who attends the game, and also those who are watching it at home. Um, and then the, the second on. point I would just say is, um, I'm a bit frustrated with the way we've, we've been moved closer to the Brentford game on the 27th. I think it is because they they don't play for 10 days before um, our game. I think there's a 10 game gap for them. There's a 10 day gap for them. Sorry, but now our, our gap that we had has now been shortened ten game
2: up for Brentford?
4: No, ten days. Sorry, I think it. I uh, might be wrong. Are but, sure uh, i sure saw... they're going to be
2: playing on the twenty third or the twenty. You know,
4: um, I'm not sure. I, I think there was. I saw somewhere that they won't play a game, and from the the Man City game got postponed. They play last on the seventeenth of December against Villa. They were meant to play Why would City. The Man
2: City game get postponed.
4: Um i'm not sure Dave. I'm not sure.
2: Can you check that for us he's, he's, he's right they're not playing so they've got pl- they're, they're playing on the 17th then that's it
4: yeah yeah they, they were meant to play man city the same day we were meant to play uh chelsea originally but now they're not playing that day so
2: so you are right apparently the producer saying is that is correct OK, that's an interesting point point. I hadn't thought of that. I mean, it can work two ways, can't it? They can not have a, a match, um, you know, and, you know, have some time off and that, and they could be really fresh or they could be a bit stale mm-hmm. because we played a bit earlier and we're more into... You, you don't really yeah. know. It, it can got
4: work got both ways. I remember we played um, Man- Liverpool um, just after Christmas one season and then we played Man City or maybe it was the other way around. And in both games, we played really well um, that year. So, it, you know, it definitely, it's not necessarily a big negative that, you know, there should be uproar about. But I think it is just a point to be aware of. If, if we're going to shorten the, the gap for one team and uh, like lengthen the gap for another, you know, the, the opposition, it should just be something that maybe the league consider when selecting the fixtures.
2: That's a really good point, Lewis. Uh, and as always, you, your knowledge is absolutely... Uh... Absolutely sound. So you're okay with it basically, you know. Yeah, just, you yeah know.
4: I think it's um it's going that way in the future, I feel, in my opinion. And I think it, it, for for the Wolves fans who are at the game, especially if we win, it would be a nice way to kind of kick off Christmas properly.
3: Jack, your thoughts? <clears throat> yeah, I mean I I just I'm concerned about how it's going because we all remember COVID and behind closed doors, and and Sky Sports telling us, you know, it's great to have the football back, but it's not the same without the fans and all this kind of thing. There's absolutely zero consideration for supporters. Let's let's not kid ourselves here. They don't care about supporters, these television companies. We've now got three Monday night games this season, Man United, Fulham and Brighton. That's not great on our fans, is it, travelling?
2: and you know the, uh, the Brentford games on Wednesday night now Brentford
3: games now Wednesday night so you know my my thing is and i've said this to people and, and i might be completely wrong but i get the feeling that we're edging like louis says we're edging towards what the tv companies want and i think ultimately what they want is is games played abroad like the nfl does and, and things like that and and they'll have premier league games being played in in florida and and in China and, and all and Saudi Arabia probably and I just think there's got to be a point where as supporters we kind of go hang on a minute you know we give you the atmosphere we make the Premier League what it is we're a huge part of, of the product if you like and I don't particularly like that word product but at what point do we kind of go enough's enough we we, 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 we don't want to be traveling halfway across the country on a Monday night we don't want Chelsea fans having to travel up from London. On the, one of the busiest days for the transport network, anyway, Christmas Eve. Think how many Wolves fans travel from London and from Manchester and from the West Country and from up north as well. It, it, it's just, it's not particularly great for the supporters, is it? And I, I get that, you know, for the players, it probably doesn't make a difference, you know, whether they're playing 23rd, 24th. They can probably cope, but we've just got to think about our supporters here and also our staff you know stewards and catering staff and all those people that and they're going to have to work Christmas Eve and they might have already made plans and you know a lot of people have, have Christmas Eve traditions don't they you know and, and do things with the family they go out for a meal or go and visit relatives and that kind of thing and now that's kind of put them in an awkward position where they've got to choose between the family and the football haven't they and, and no one really wants to be in that position so I, I just think it's a little bit taking it a little bit too far and not really thinking
2: about family i get where you're saying there but like is it really choosing between family and football i mean it's one o'clock kickoff you know the match is finished by three o'clock christmas eve it's evening it's like you know it's like still a shopping day the shops will probably still be open anyway you know people you know that type of thing so there is that i get where you're coming from but like is it that big of a difference the 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 thing to me i think if they were gonna do it they probably should have done it between two london clubs or a lot closer together because
3: crystal palace and
2: brighton are playing each other
3: that that set of fixtures that's
2: exactly for me i mean it's different people and someone's made a point if you're a Wolves fan and you travel quite away to the game it it, you know if you're a chelsea fan and you're traveling it's like if i was going away to chelsea i'd be like thinking about from a home game, it's like, it's a bit of a thing. It was on my, but my birthday is the 23rd of December. So I'd, I was going on my birthday, Christmas Eve. It makes really no difference to me. I'll go, whatever. I can still do family stuff on Christmas Eve. But the, the like you say, they don't seem to think it through sensibly. It's like, yeah, put it toward in an area. That's what they're going to do. But, you know, I guess we'll see. And on the attendance at Molyneux, um, I'll guarantee you the Chelsea, fan, the Chelsea end will be sold out because, you know, almost certainly. And I'll, I would be surprised if Molly new's not sold out because there's probably a lot of people think, oh, we'll get a ticket to go to a game. Manny, let's um, let's hear your thoughts on it.
0: You know what? We've, we haven't had a Christmas Eve match for you know, how many years? So why did they need to do it? And it's OK saying, oh, I'm OK. That's OK. But there are children, you know, Christmas Eve, someone with kids. Ain't about evenings, ain't about, you know, it's about the whole day with children, with young children, spending the day. You have um, families coming over, you know, getting together for the first time. So it's antagonised a huge resource of people. For what? For this? For money? For worldwide fans? The only reason they do it is for worldwide fans to get more televised football on different days so they can bring a bigger audience around the world no other reason that that when they in their in their boardroom when they sit and make that decision they aren't singing they aren't thinking what will the Wolves fan think or what will the Chelsea fan think because they know the commodity is that big that like you said 3,000 tickets for Chelsea of course they'll be sold out they've got a big fan base some of the regulars might not go Wolves at home Christmas people are off gives a chance for somebody to go it'll still be sold out so because they know that will happen and they'll still sell tickets and it's not going to affect it they'll just think well forget it we don't know but the you know the hardened fan who goes week in week out and travels all around the country you know especially with those who've got children who do celebrate christmas so it's a big thing it's not just a you know, holiday season, people celebrate it, you know, because they follow maybe the faith. I don't know. You know, for me, I don't like Sunday matches. One o'clock kickoff on Sunday. Cause I, my, my Sunday is a volunteering day. I can just to make about make it to two o'clock. I want all kickoffs on a Sunday to be four 30. You know, when they said six 30 kicks kickoffs on Sunday, I'll put my hand up for that one. I'll do yeah, that. I'll well, do
3: exactly. That. You're exactly
0: wrong. It's, it's my needs. But if you look at the whole picture, you know, there are a lot of people who'll be impacted Chelsea and Wolves, people who are with kids on a day that they never traditionally follow football. And I, I'm with Jack, I think it's a chance to make a bit of a stand, hopefully, with the trusts of like sort of you know, Chelsea supporters trust are quite well known, quite well versed. Chelsea, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, and the. And I think they'll have to lead it being the away team, and and, and really you know, kick up a fuss. Tell these people that no, you can't just dictate to us. And more importantly, you can't send us to Brighton on a Monday night bloody again. You know, you can't just you know, We've already got Fulham on a Monday night, so we can't make that. A well, I know, it's a,
2: it's a, that, you know, to be honest, that's that that's the thing that gets you. You get you get a odd one, and you go right, okay, yeah. it's a bit of a pain. But when you yeah. get two, three, four, two, it's three, like four. God's sakes. Yeah. Yeah. And especially yeah. when, because they're not easy places to get to either on that type of night and people have got to get time off work and stuff like that. And it's when it's a yeah. lot. It, it, it's really hey, You know what?
0: Imagine you're a bit late on a Christmas Eve and even though it's a three o'clock, but like Jack says, and you've got to travel back to the West Country and then you got stuck in with the traffic or your last train's a bit late and then you get into a taxi. You know what taxi drivers do on Christmas Eve? Well,
5: fair. <laughs> Double
0: their fare. Double. Is <laughs> literally I you have to buy them what what they tell you, otherwise they don't take you anywhere, and and so it's going to add to the cost. The costs will go up as well, and uh, and and just it's not required. It was not required. It had never been done for years. And,
2: and guess what? And guess what, Manny? We yeah. talk about we talk about the VAR and picking on us for things like that. Oh yeah, we'll pick the Wolves mm. game to do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah any coincidence
2: yeah. yeah we'll pick wolves to do it on let's just uh, wind them up a little bit more right that we covered in that subject but we'll ask um, chris and uh, jason when they come on you ready for the quiz to finish off the first part of the show guys okay <laughs> so um lewis um first second or third i'll give you choice
4: i'll go third
2: um, Manny, first or started? I don't care,
0: just go. I'll go first if you want, get it out of the way, get the
2: pain you're out of the, the way. Yeah, so, you have it in,
0: yeah. <laughs>
2: you're it's, it's three penalties each, okay? Oh, so, the first question is, um, and this is to uh, Manny Wolves' home ground is obviously Molyneux. In what year did Wolves move to oh, Molyneux? God, was, was it a. <laughs> 1870 B 1880 C 1888 or D 1889. No one shout out in the chat because sometimes they they give you the wrong answer just on funny anyway. What was them?
0: uh, What was the last two answers? 88 is C and
2: 89 80 1889
0: is D. Uh, Obviously, they were in St. Luke's for a a long time. Well, quite a bit of, you know, a few years of their existence. Molyneux, I think, has gone past, you know, 120. I'll go for 88. Are you going to lock that answer in? Mate, it's a guess. This is a complete guess because, unfortunately, it's a year before I was born. So,
2: 1888 is your answer. He steps up. He's hit it really, really well. It's hit the underside of the bar, the line, and bounced out. It is 1889.
0: Oh, I, I knew it was one of those two years, but it was complete. You got close.
2: It was a good effort, yeah. right, uh, Jack?
0: <coughs> who
2: is uh, on a roll? Apart from hasn't beaten Chris, as Chris liked to point out earlier. Um, but that's going to be a good head-to-head when Chris takes on uh, Jason, and Chris is very confident. Um, who did Wolves originally rent Molineux grounds from, Jack? Was it A Wolverhampton Council, B Northampton Brewery, B Banks' Brewery, or D the Earl of Se- Sefton? Wolverhampton Council, Northampton Brewery, <coughs> Banks' Brewery, or D the Earl of Sefton?
3: Let's go. Let's go D because that sounds like a very random thing to to put in there. So I'm, I'm going to go D. You stepped up,
2: you have slipped. The ball hasn't even got to the keeper. It is Northampton Brewery. So two missed, two missed penalties. So Lewis, this is giving you a chance uh, to to uh, to steal the first half title from Jack and take the lead. In what year did Wolves buy? molly new grounds was it a 1910 b 1920 <coughs> c 1923 or d 1925
4: 1910 um, 1920 1923 or 1925
2: i'm gonna go c uh, 1923 you're locking that in yeah Oh, you sent the keeper the wrong way. it's back. It's, it's it's gone in. You've done that roll
0: oh, up and the keeper's yeah. gone. Oh god. Yeah. Uh, are you Irish? Have you got luck of the Irish as
4: well? No, I'm on the sides, yeah.
0: There right, you go. Name. I
2: knew it. I knew it. Running back to you.
0: Okay.
2: In what year were floodlights first installed yeah, oh, another year. <laughs> it? Is it A nineteen fifty,
5: 1950,
2: B nineteen fifty-three? C
0: 1960, D 1963. So floodlit football obviously came about in the 50s, I, I think, you know, with the advent of European football. And I'd go mid 50s. So 53, was it? 1953. 50, 53. But it's obviously Lock- 50 or 53. So I'm going to go 53. In? Yeah, You're go on.
2: You've you've absolutely smashed it. John Smith stole through the through the through the centre of the goal. You've nearly taken the net out. It's it's in. One out of two. Come on. Come hey.
0: well, on, I can retire now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right, Jack. It's back to you. Pressure's on you now, mate. Uh what stand is tra- oh, what stand is traditionally known as the home end? The Stan Cully stand. No way! <laughs> the Steve Ball stand. The Billy Wright stand, uh, or the uh, the, the Sir Jack Hayward stand, and I'm giving reading the answer <laughs> that's uh, in the book. Um, so is it the stand call is the Steve Bull, the Billy Wright stand, or the, S- the Sir Jack Hayward stand? What stand is traditionally known as the home end?
3: See, I'm pretty sure that the South Bank being the home end is quite a recent thing, I'm pretty sure the North Bank used to be the omen so i'm gonna go stan cullis
2: you're locking that in uh, yeah you've done a rabona down the middle mate literally you've reboned it in it's a great it's brilliant yes well done mate well done that's uh, one out of two lewis you still step up you've still got your chance to keep the lead if you miss it's all on the third round right um what was the Stand Cullis previously known as? The South Bank, the North Bank, the Waterloo Road Stand, or the East Stand?
4: I'm going to go North Bank, Day.
2: Yeah, the, the, you know, the keeper's gone for a sandwich there, hasn't he? You've literally empty That is, I've got, it's the way the, the it's the way the role... How did he pull that question out, <laughs> I, I looked at that and how
5: thought, oh my God, how out, easy is that? Chris. Yeah, the can
4: you smell something? VAR is corrupt.
0: I'm telling you right now.
4: Do <laughs> uh, you remember anyway, when the, the guy in the FA Cup had a pie on the, the bench and it was like oh, an oh, odd yeah, yeah. for him to have a pie? He was quite a big goalkeeper a few years ago yeah, in the I FA remember, Cup. Yeah, yeah. The goalkeeper from that question there.
2: It must be. Right, anyway, Manny, you can keep the pressure on. Um, no, right can't... when the John Island stand was completed in 1979, approximately how far away from the touchline was it? Was you it you know oh. 10 meters, 15 oh. meters, 20 meters, or 30 meters?
0: You know, there was a cricket match. at Molyneux, there was a cricket match in the 80s because it was a square. They played a charity cricket match with Ian Botham and everybody came there, put it on a plastic strip in the middle. And, uh, oh, man, because it was... You could literally play another match in that gap. <laughs> it was that big. I've got to go... Oh, I think it, 10 sounds too. 10's far too short. 15 sounds short. What was it, the other two, 20 and 25?
2: 15, 20 or 30.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's 30. 30 metres is like... Oh, it could be. You know, honestly, it was quite far away. I'm going to go for 20, but I think it could be. 25 is my, my perfect. Come on, 20 or 30. What are
2: you going to
0: I'm go being, for? I'm going for oh, man, 20, 20, 10 30. You're you know, that it in. was a long way. In the middle, because it's like that. Because it's an arc, isn't it? It but was it it's
2: 25, No, it's no, no, but
0: in the middle, I think it was wider than the edges. So, hang right. on. And gone. I need to know. Like, where are we to walk It
2: says uh, approximately how far away from the touchline with it? So you know, you'd have to go for the middle bit, I guess.
0: Because in the centre, it could be it could be twenty five to thirty meters, honestly. But oh, man, I'll go for. Th- I don't know. I don't know. Twenty. <laughs> twenty cents. Twenty gone. I'll say twenty. <laughs> did, 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 I'll say did, twenty. Did, but it could be thirty. It's definitely not 10 or 15. Go on. 20. You're locking 20 in. I'm doing it now. I've I've decided. Yeah. Are you sure? Right, I've decided. I've got one right. So I've I'll, you know, I'm happy. The keeper,
2: you've hit it to the top corner, and the keeper's got his hand and tipped it round. It is 30. Oh, it was as well. Ah.
0: <laughs> can imagine? Being 30 metres away, bloody hell. <laughs> I don't know. So I think you were probably right on the right lines when you, you know were talking what? about the way that it was, went.
5: It was an arc,
0: because it was an arc. So I it think was you were arc.
2: on the right lines there. If you think from the centre, probably on the outside, yeah. it probably wasn't, but that bit in the middle. So you would probably talked yourself out of that one, or nearly talked yeah. yourself into it, and then talk yourself out. Anyway, so anyway, on to Jack. You need to get this right. Um... <coughs> you know, to put the pressure on uh, Lewis. So, in what year was the John Ireland stand renamed as the Steve Bull stand? 2001, 2003, 2005 or 2010? 2001, 2003, 2005 or 2010. And this, you need to get right to keep your your chap, otherwise the belt... The first half of the show could go to Lewis.
3: I, it, I think it's one of the two middle answers. I think 2001's too early, I think 2010's too late. Um, so you're having the same, I can see you're having I'm, the same yeah. sport as Manny
2: here with these two things.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna go 2005. Are you locking that answer in? Yeah, might as well. Go on, you got guests waiting, haven't you? So come on. Um, it was 2000.
2: And three, you hit the post. There you oh, go. Man. Look at that little punch there from
5: Lewis. Lewis.
0: That, have a look at that. That's not thirty meters. I think that's twenty. <laughs> it looks 30, thirty meters. 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 Lewis, nah, you've Dachry, won. What needs beating?
2: That does. <laughs> you've won, but um, to see whether you get a perfect three out of three, the record attendance at Molyneux was sixty-one thousand three hundred and fifteen for an FA Cup fourth-round game in February nineteen thirty-nine. Which, who, sorry, what team did Wolves play that day? Was it West Bromwich Albion, the West Birmingham Baggy Birds? Was it the Reds of Liverpool? The devils of manchester united or the toffees of everton
4: um i'm gonna go liverpool because i think i've seen this um in the stand like in the concourse when you walk up to in the billy right up There's a, a kind of print on the wall so i think it's liverpool
2: and you would be correct. A perfect round, Lewis. You win. Jack, you deposed. Chris will be wanting to challenge you soon. Uh, final thoughts, guys, just before things. Absolutely brilliant uh, first half of the show. Score prediction: uh, we'll go with Manny first for Sheffield.
0: I don't think you're going to be sevens or eights. We're not that type of club to beat them like that. Mm-hmm. I think we'll win 2-0. I think we'll keep a clean sheet. 2-0. <coughs> uh, Jack? 2-1. Uh,
2: to the wanderers, absolutely. and Lewis,
4: uh, I'm going to go two nil. I, w- I would like for us to kind of have a, a high-scoring game of three or four, but with the loss of net I, I think it's a it's a big threat gone. So I'm going to go two nil. I would like a clean sheet against Sheffield.
2: Two nil against uh, Sheffield. Absolutely fantastic, razzle medazzle. Uh, Guys, absolutely brilliant first half of the show. If you've enjoyed the first half with our fantastic guests, make sure you smash a like. If you're new, you can join in the chat by subscribing. Thanks ever so much, uh, Jack, Lewis and Manny. Manny, get yourself some kit. You've you've well earned it this weekend, mate. Cheers, thank you very much.
0: Cheers.
2: Cheers, guys. Bye-bye. What a fantastic uh, start to the show we've had. Uh, with some fantastic people, uh, guys. Second half of the show coming up. Uh, we do not have Sutty tonight because he's out for a meal. Uh, we do have Cheerful Chris that's joining us. Good evening. Turn your sound on, mate.
5: Good evening, David.
2: Good evening, and it was lovely uh, seeing you earlier down at the uh, down at Bilston Town. You know, we had a bit of a we had a bit of a crack, didn't we? That was pretty good. Got home yeah, it
5: was, uh, it was a good uh, good day out. Raised a bit of money for charity. Watched some uh, Wolves legends and Jason
2: and Jason. And
5: then, well, um, yeah, it was good.
2: Talking about um, Wolves legend and Jason. Here he is. You know, he played for both teams today as well. And we, you know.
6: I wouldn't go as far as I'm saying play day, but I went on the pitch and done
2: a bit. You did. Now let me just give you the uh, uh I knew the, it was coming. I knew it was coming. Jason came on for the FA uh, for the vets. Uh Wolf uh, Jody Craddock scored a blinding header actually uh yeah. for the um yeah, I'm Jody Craddock could have probably played that defence on his own. He was he still got it, and he uh but he, um, he he scored a great header, put the uh, the all stars one nil up. Jason came on for the vets, and the all stars promptly scored another goal and went two nil up. So Jason went off at half time. Um yeah, he, ca- he
5: was a little he- bit inappropriately dressed as well. I don't know what was going on there. He didn't quite, it was a little bit confusing. He had a different shirt on to everybody else, stood out did. and uh, yeah, I think it overemphasised some of the uh,
1: um,
5: <laughs> mistakes that happened whilst he was in that segment of play. But I'll let he you did. carry on about that, Dave.
2: He got uh, he got the ball kicked through his legs as well a couple of times, which was quite nice as well. So <laughs> anyway, he went off at half time, uh, and he came on in the second half, uh, playing for the Wolves All Stars, who were winning two 0 at the time, and they of what happened there. <laughs> What happened there? <laughs> what, happened there? <laughs> what happened there? Oh my God! Where did the balloons
5: come from? I've not seen that. I no idea. Did.
2: Someone's done something. I, I, I
5: did, he did balloon a few over the bar when he was. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh,
2: I, I did that now. Uh, anyway, that he, he came on for the Wolves All Stars, and then the FA the Vets promptly scored <laughs> and. Uh, but the, the All-Stars did hold on for uh, for a thing. Now, before we get started with everything, guys, I do have to tell you, I have been sent a Jason lookalike. alike um, Well, it's a no, actually. I've been what? sent this by Foco. Um, he has got the white shorts because this is a bit like Jason. He likes to play in, all, in not quite no, in the right that, key.
5: That's not a Jason look-alike, Dave. The ball mm-hmm. is, is there, not going between the legs. No, he's
2: lying down. With the ball, like, yeah. or is he standing? And he did like lie that?
5: down once.
2: He did. He's got it, he's got Why, the close control. Up. Anyway, guys, here. it's another Christmas gift idea from Foco. Uh, I'm just I will show you that there's a choice of gnomes actually that you can get on. Um, so like I share this, scroll down. You've got actually a lot of stuff, a lot of Christmas stuff on here that you can get as well. Like, there's a gnome thing there, but you have got like number one dad. Um, you've got a Santa gnome. There's Jason, he just needs a point in his hand there. I think he's sorted, and then we've Perfect. got another, another one there. Um, they're all different prices, but if you if you, you hit the link below uh, this particular um uh, video or podcast, there's a link. Uh, it takes you straight through to the website. There's a choice of products, there's a, some nice gnomes, and if you use the code always wolves15 you will get 15% off anything on the, sh- on the shop. And they do have other clubs and stuff that you can buy for if you've got friends and family and support other clubs as well. But, uh, yeah, check that down. They've even got, like, a little snood thing here for the winter, which is kind of cool. Uh, anyway, check that out. Right, Jason, first of all, before yep. we get started, mate, you know, yep. we do have a laugh with you and stuff because you love the banter. And we and me and Chris, we love you to bits, mate. But in all seriousness, um <laughs> You know, you do like money. You do such a fantastic job. You've got for raising money uh, for the one three one three p six one, one, that, P36. one P36 p one p three six charity, and also for breast cancer. Now, if yeah. you know, and they, they, those two charities are incredibly close to your heart. Uh, if you want to just tell a little bit more about that, and then tell people a little bit more about the day today, and uh, what, I mean. What Listen, listen,
6: Dave. Uh, I was I was completely overwhelmed. Um, obviously, one of the highlights for me was Olivia and Jonas kicking the game off, which was which was lovely. Um, and we had just under thirty former players attend. Obviously, fifteen of which played, and another thirteen or fourteen which which watched on. Just under three thousand Wolves first team appearances were there today, and not only that. There was over three hundred fans in attendance. I haven't counted up the money yet. It's, it's, it's downstairs. I've got to sort that out. So I wanted to come on here, but it was just overwhelming that 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 you know we had Robbie Denison come down. Ali Robertson was there in the end. Um, just 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 players. Jerry Taylor from the seventies. Colin Brazier. We were just so lucky that these these people um, come and watched and supported, and it was just humbling really. Carla came and Matt Murray turned up, um, and it so we, we broke a record because it was the first time in Wolves All-Stars history we'd had 11 former first-team players starting the game. But it is the... Thank you. But it is the uh, largest ever attendance other than testimonials for former Wolves players. So we made history today. Incredible. So anyone that supported, even if you like to tweet, means the world to me. Thank you so much.
2: Mate, it's absolutely brilliant. And as I say, I'm really glad that we got down. Uh, me and Chris... Along with Jack and uh, the voice of reason and Emma and uh, some of your family, Chris, yeah. we were all stood, uh, we, we we didn't go in the main stand. We did it like proper old school, like going to proper, old, you know, non-league ground. We stood behind the, uh, behind the thing. We were chatting before the game because uh, obviously, uh, you know, um, Carla Kimi and Matt Murray, uh, were there I've had a picture with, with both Carla Kiwi and Matt Murray either side of me, and I look like a skill kid compared to them, but we were having a proper natter with them. It was brilliant. Uh Lofty came by. Um, yeah. you know, Phil Parks walked past and at half time. And I said to Lofty, I said, uh, you're going in you going in for the second half. He went, Yes, the pub. That's so lofty. He's uh-huh. got some sense of humour. And like Colin Brazier walked by as well. You know, Melly's got a bit of game time as well. You know, yeah, I mean, just run through some of the players that were on the pitch today, mate.
6: So, uh, unfortunately, Charlotte Yana couldn't play because he had a hamstring injury yesterday, much like Neto. But um, playing out on on the pitch, we had uh, Kevin Ashley, Matt Hill, Dennis Pierce, Mickey Holmes... Um, Adam Proudlock, Colin Taylor, um Simon Osborne, Tony Dinning. Uh j- just honestly incredible. It just it was just unbelievable. you can't believe the turnout, you know, and, and everyone had, uh, said that a good day. Some really positive comments. And most of all, we, we raised a lot of money for three great charities. I'll announce how much we raised tomorrow, but to everyone that turned up and liked, the, you know, thank you for your support means means the world to me and my family. It really does.
5: They great they're great, um, they're great events, you know. You you, you just gotta sit there and look at the players that were there and you know, they all engage with you, they'll all talk with you and, and it's fantastic. And the thing that struck me, I sat and thought about it whilst I was there, you know, this will this won't be something that happens in 15 20 years' time. The players that play right. for walls today, they, they won't do this sort of thing. You know, football changed, these characters have changed. It's um so I'd urge anybody if these matches are on, just just go along and have a watch and engage with people, and it's it's great there.
6: Yeah, and, and you're quite right, Chris. In ten years' time, the Wolves All Stars won't be here, and the reason being is because um, it's hard enough to get players now, but in in ten years' time, if we keep on this momentum of playing in the Premier League, players will not be coming out for charity games. They won't. It's, it's as simple as that. Um, so we've got to enjoy it while it lasts. It's probably got another 10 years at, at the most. So let's just enjoy it and let's just keep doing all we can.
2: I mean, can you imagine like in 10-15 years time the likes of Raul Jimenez and Martinho and Nevis lining up with and well, you know what? Jason will still be putting himself on the pitch. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I don't yeah.
5: think we should talk about Jason's performance that much anymore. The only thing I'll say in, in comment on it I did want to go and get a, a, a latte at half time to warm me up it's a bit cold and I normally like to get a nutmeg on my latte and I asked her uh. no Jason's used it all <laughs> Tony <laughs> Dinny Tony
6: Dini nutmeg me for about 10 yards he, 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 he told me what he was going to do and it still worked, I saw so. him jody Jodie mate right, well, you that know people... what this is the caliber and the quality of people that are there and playing, just just incredible today. So uh, yeah, uh, unbelievable. Thank you, thank you, everyone.
2: Mate, absolutely brilliant. You, 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 you know, well done today. Absolutely great. We enjoyed it and well done. And looking forward to the total amount raised. I know you know we're talking about like uh, the Samosa Saturday and stuff, but you know, you know, you you know, your main podcast host. We love to give you the support, and uh, just keep up the uh, the great work. And looking forward to your next event. Chris, let's get stuck into the game um, now. I mean, uh, just uh, your thoughts on the match yesterday itself. You know, what comes to mind, any points you'd like to raise?
5: Well, I went there with confidence. I thought we'd win. I did say last week I thought we win 3-1. I think with uh, a bit better standard of officiating, that may have been possible after the way the match ended yesterday. You know, I'm sure we had a penalty and I, um, I'm i pretty sure it wasn't a penalty. It was, pretty, it was a good game. I can see what we're doing. The manager's making good substitutions. The players all look like they're playing for... I don't think we've had a team that's playing together like this since Nuno left. It, it, they, they really seem to be um, playing well. I thought it was a great, great, great performance. Um, it's just a shame we didn't get the three points.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Jason, your thoughts...
5: listen, it was always
6: going to be tough against Newcastle. And for me, that was one of the, uh, uh, I personally believe one of our best performances this season, because Newcastle are a good side. Uh, They're a really, really good side. So would we have took a draw before kickoff? Obviously, of course you would, but equally, um, you know, we put in a real good performance. All these people that have massively disrespected Gary O'Neill, massively, um, You know, they've got to eat that humble pie now because um, if, you know, if you look at our performance on a hole yesterday, do you know what? We compete with teams like Newcastle who've spent that much money and he's had major doubts you know, and listen, right at the start of the season, it was a bit difficult. We all thought, oh, it's a cheap option. And do you know what? Matt Hobbs has saw a good manager there. He saw something he liked. And now it's coming to fruition. And that's why we said the other week, a few, couple of iffy results, obviously, you know, sacking him was just absolutely ridiculous. And now you can see how they're gelling together. This is the best form of, of Neto's career at Wolves, even when he played with uh, all the Portuguese lads, Martinho, Neves, Jotaric, this is the best form of Neto's career. So yesterday, when he went to pull the trigger and I thought he was going to score... Next thing you know, he's holding his hamstring. You think, do you know what? Because that's one worry for me. Neto is in the form of his life. And I thought, I don't want him to get injured. Of course, we don't want him to get injured. But he's, he, he has seemed injury prone in the past. Um, And that's the worry. And he's, and he's listen, it was just a, a bit of a freak injury almost, you know, he's been working so hard. But it, I know he's only out for a couple of weeks, hopefully, but he's going to be a major loss because he is on fire at the minute. And it's, you know, this this has been perpetuating the team because an outlet like Neto can get you a goal out of nothing. And I'll tell you, you want to pay massive, massive credit to is Hwang. Once again, Hwang's had his doubters, a bit like, obviously, Gary O'Neill, but what a player he is. That goal, when he cuts it in on his, in that position, it's easier to cut it on his right foot and it yeah. his left.
2: Yeah, he, and then he, and, and don't forget the conditions are so slippy to keep his balance yeah. as well. Is and he yeah. used his, he used
6: this he used his left foot and, and scored with his left. What a player Wang is turning out to be, um. And do you know what? He's he's definitely our, our most uh you know to to, to get a goal. is he's the most dangerous threat. And if you look at his, he's not just his finishing record, but um, he's. he's just I, I, i'm just looking i'm looking at him on his his whole performance and how he's improved and obviously he's got a great goal scoring record against newcastle as well but how he's improved is unbelievable i'm just so impressed with wang and, and winning over these doubters as well great great player
2: and and now wang's had another one that's you know some of his confidence in his form is because he's been prone to the older hamstring injury as well. And, you know, he's getting a run in the team and like when you get a player like Neto and Wang, who are our impact players, you know, they can be prone to hamstrings and stuff like that. But when they actually get a proper run and they get really to that match fitness level where they can do these sorts of things and they start to produce results the confidence starts to go through them. And then it spreads through the rest of the team because, you know, they well, can, does, can trust them and, to do something and, with it. And you know what? Don't forget with Twang. He's
6: not an out-and-out goal scorer, He's not a typical number nine. He's not an old-fashioned centre-forward. But let me tell you something. He doesn't get many chances a game. If you watch him, he doesn't get many clear-cut chances a game.
2: But, boy, does he make such a difference. I saw, uh, I saw a count? stat. Um, I can't think if I, I if I can see it now. I'm just going to try and see, see this. Oh, yeah, this is um, Premier... Oh, hold on, no, it's not that stat that I'm looking at. It was something to do with his expected goals. I saved it, so I'm just having a quick look to see if I can... Dave, uh... I've
5: got a stat for you about Wang, because I don't yeah. really do stats, but... So, um, obviously, Wang was in um, Leipzig in Germany, so I, I, I follow German football, so I know a bit about him. He had a really troubled year when he went to Le- Leipzig, and when yeah. we saw him, he had some injuries, a bit like he's had since he's been at Wolves. So if you ignore them injury periods and go back to when he was playing Salzburg, which is where he went to, um, which is where he moved from from Leipzig, his last season for Leipzig, uh, Salz uh, Salzburg, he played forty games, and um, he scored sixteen goals and made twenty two assists for how, that's, that's, Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's that's he played he played alongside Haaland and Minamoto. Oh
2: right, okay. Minimina, the, stat,
5: name
2: is. the the stat that I was looking for, and I can't seem to see it uh, because I did save it, but I can't seem to find it. But it was he's he's at top of the expected goals or something in the Premier League in terms of like you know it's converting chances, uh, and you can kind of. St- Obviously we don't create as many chances Probably clear-cut chances as the likes of City And people like that But like his his chance conversion ratio Is really, really, really good
6: He he doesn't actually get that many chances Like I said, he's not an old-fashioned centre forward But when he gets a chance, he does take it And yesterday, once again, very similar to Neto um, against Luton, he created that chance himself almost. You know, he, he, he was... And what defenders do, as Kelman uh, spoke about on the video the other day that came out from Wolves, which was very, very interesting. Um, defenders try and push players out into their weaker foot, which is exactly what they did with Twang. And he come in and, and great goal, great goal.
2: Absolutely. And you, you can't underestimate the contribution as well that Totty Gomez did to that goal, mate. I mean, I couldn't believe it.
6: Absolutely. I mean, listen, Gomez is he's a great player. You know, he's, uh, he's a good, solid defender, very skillful as well. Got up the pitch well then and, and played a very important part of the goal.
2: Absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, I've got to touch on the VAR um, again on this. Um, Chris and Jason, I mean, it's not a penalty, is it? Go on, Chris. Oh, it's gone past nine o'clock, is not it, now?
5: Yeah. Did you know an anagram of Anthony, Anthony Taylor is cretin?
2: I didn't know that, no. no.
5: Yeah. It's useless. That is the that worst. That's the worst one I think we've had. You mentioned it in the first half. Dan Burns followed Pedro Neto three times across the box on a run, pulling him back. Each one of the times is a yellow card. He's not pulled him up until the 70th minute. Uh-huh. And even then, I don't think it was sort of foul. I think he turned around and gobbed off at the rest. It was, yeah. It was. It's it's unbelievable. Now, the problem is, with his, you know, before we even get to VAR and should he or shouldn't he, because I have some sympathy with him with VAR. Um, but the, the he's seen these things. He's making decisions. And they're, they're just... They're just bad ones. He's, you know, he's he's giving fouls and not booking. After a while, when this happens two or three times, just to get a guard out. You you had you had the cells, Trippier, and Byrne yesterday, who all should have been booked in the first half, and they were all booked in the second half. They should have been off the pitch. Yeah, and, and well, I think
2: referees that are the going to do this. Booked early outdoors, I and mean, it was like multiple fouls. Uh, they stopped doing it because, you know, <coughs>
5: seventy it's, it's minutes. It's shocking. And then when you get to the VAR, he's made the decision. He hasn't got the, the cameras, but I just don't understand why they're not referring back to it. Whether it's a obvious decision or not, or a mistake, or all this terminology they use, it's a wrong decision. There was two that there, there was two there that there was the the um, one where we, we um, had the handball in the first half, Coon across the ball, and. It hit it, the guy's hand. It was up here, and it definitely moved because you can see on match of the day. We 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 play against somebody. Gomez it gets the ball. Hits his foot. Ricochet. He's up. Hits his hand. Penalty. It's just it's you know, and they're not even. It doesn't even seem to be going to the, the VAR team to come up with a consistent answer. I, I I put it that as it's not doing it, there's no point having it. That that VAR is not giving a clear a clear. Um, message back to the referee you might have made. I mean, I'd prefer it if you said you haven't made a mistake, mate, but you need to go and look at that because the angles are a little bit different. You just might want to see what it, what it says. Go and look at the screen. If he still thinks it's what he decided, well, it's just not very good. And that's the end of it. But when 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 you've brought this system in and they're not even referring to it, or when you go to the big teams like Liverpool, they haven't got the cameras there to refer to. It's just a farce, the whole thing. I, I'm I'm sick of it. Um, I
2: think Gary O'Neill's very sick of it at all. Ray Bismi has said the VAR ref is the same ref who sent Lamina off for being the third man to approach him against Southampton. Jason, uh, talk about your view on, uh, you know, the, these incidents and also any other talking points you'd like to raise from the game yesterday.
6: Yeah, um, obviously, they... they, they, they... The first goal I think we conceded was a little bit soft. You know, we, we saw bumping into Treori almost, and it, it was a little bit soft. Although, was it Totti that, or Smedo, was it that, that blocked the first shot? Was it, uh, which one was it? Or was it? Totti. Was it Totti? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, great header from Lamina. Uh, and, and it, you know, bearing in mind, we've got a goal down and. <laughs> when we was going to goal down last season, we was in big trouble, but we go to goal down this season and we're still in the game. And th- th- listen, these are encouraging signs. And this is obviously great game management by Gary O'Neill as well. So he does need to take a lot of credits. With the goal, uh, with the penalty, sorry. Um. Listen, Quang, yes, it, it's a soft penalty. Um, and this is why strikers really shouldn't be back in their own box trying to make tackles because, you know, they are clumsy. The Newcastle players, the Premier League players in general, know how to play for a penalty. Um, I'm not one, and, you know, I've been on this channel how many times, to, 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 to be my own refs. Because sometimes it's easy to say, oh, the ref was shit, or oh, ref was poor, and make an excuse for a game. However, the refereeing was very, very poor yesterday. It was the standard referee. refereeing. And when you look at VAR... That's, it was that's a FIFA-accredited so... right, yes. FIFA ref. Right. And it's, it's just, just so poor. And obviously, VAR, as I've said before, was set up to... Um, almost combat all these, you know, did he, didn't he? But it's not, it's just got even worse. And it's so sterile as well. So, when obviously, uh, I think we're, obviously on the goal, Newcastle, then there was a pause, and the fans cheered twice for the goal. And you think, you know what, it's just, for me, it's just ruining the game, in my opinion. Uh, and the referee, the referee, uh is not no better for it in my opinion. And in fact he's probably worse because they've got this as a bit of a backstop almost that, that you know they can rely on somebody else making a decision for them. So he takes the decisions um out of the hands. And once again, Quang's finish, you know, we are two one down. Quang made up for that, for the for the for the penalty error, whether it's you know the penalty or not. Made up for it with that great, great finish. So we come back into the game twice, which is so encouraging against such a good Newcastle side.
2: Now, I mean, yeah, I mean, you make good point, and the weather as well was atrocious. <clears throat> which, yeah. you know, it was like you know, I, I said it was like a bit of a box, boxing, a basketball game at the end. It was backwards and forwards. It was a gripping contest, but like yeah. two decisions that have affected the game. And you know that you know you, we've only played ten games, and three of the games we've had. Penalty decisions that have been given or not given after being checked by VAR, and they've, every single one has gone the opposite way to us. You know, I mean, that's a th- n- all, that's just shy of a third of the games that we've played so far this season, and you could argue definitely the Luton game two points because they I don't see them scoring without that penalty. The, the the you know wolves have got to score the penalty against man united for giving it but you eighty percent chance of scoring so that's another point and then had you know that penalty not been given you know I think wolves probably go into half time and you could say that we go on and win the game we won't know but like there's a potential five yeah. points
5: on, uh, on top of that
2: right um before we get just on, on
5: that Dave, Dave I, I'm not resistant to change but when when you see Every weekend now, there are two or three howlers. And I mean, they're howlers. Proper referee mistakes, injustices. And we brought a system in that was supposed to remove the injustices. And I think, I don't remember us having these many bad decisions before VAR come along. We get one every month, maybe. But there's two or three every weekend. It's, it's yeah. the propensity is way off the scale to what it used to be. It's not, I don't think it's added anything to the game. Oh, it does, because we now get about eight minutes of extra injury time to calculate that properly, so we get more game time for our money, I guess. Yeah.
2: No, you're not wrong. Well, I'm going to come to you first, uh, Chris, for your um, performance rating.
5: Okay. I think uh, performance, I think that that's the most measured and best game we've played this season. I, 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 I'm giving that an eight. That's my highest score this season for games. Nice one. Uh, Your man of the match? Uh, My man of the match, for me, has got to be a tale of two games. You've got um, Newcastle last year. A young man makes a clearance, goes badly wrong, gets vilified. Hate figure. And uh, this year, he's done a piece of magic in the box. Got us an equaliser. So, uh, my man of the match is Hangy Chan. Okay,
2: fantastic, well said And your highlight or moment of the day As you know,
5: it can be anything It's been alluded to already So my highlight of the day Is uh, Mr Manny He used to no steadfastly, steadfastly refused To give me a samosa with no peas in For many, many years now um, I didn't seduce his wife at Telford I had a mild conversation with her About the, you know inclusivity and i'd like to have one but I can't have the one with bees in and she she she's managed to change his mind and he i've i've managed to get him to do it so that was my highlight of the day and i had some later on and they were lovely yes very very nice
2: jason your performance rating, young man,
5: <coughs> performance rating eight
6: out of ten. Like I said, I think that was it was always going to be a really difficult game against Newcastle. I know are they've lost recently, but they are a really, really good side. They are, yeah. you know, people who was calling Eddie, oh, out all beaten
2: best. in seven in the Premier League.
6: I uh, mean, listen, people I who's calling
2: five out of their last six as well before playing us in the league or something like that.
6: See, you know, they're a good quality Premier League side, aren't they? And and people yeah. who call Eddie Howe the PE teacher, probably the same people that are calling it Gary O'Neill, but he's a good manager. They're both very good managers. And in fact, and I, I, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but one of them is likely to get the England job in the next X amount of years because, you know, they're both very, very good young managers. Um, eight out of ten for me. Um, Moment of the match was Wang's goal. I just think he took it so well. Obviously, we've gone a, a goal down on two occasions. And, it, you know, these are difficult games to come back into. I just think he took the goal so well. And he's yeah. re- really good player, Huang, I'm, I'm so glad he's turning into this sort of player. Man of the match for me, I want to go a bit left field. Um, listen, th- there was probably a choice of a, about four or five players who could have got man of the match yesterday. Wang, um, obviously Neto up until his injury, just so effective. But for me, I'm going to give it to Ryan Nori because... He was one who was going <laughs> to.
0: <laughs> What's happened, Rick? Listen.
6: Sorry, you think playing up. Listen, ain't Norrie. He, he was a player. He was a player who was getting frozen out under um, Lopetegui. and he, 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 there the seemingly was no way back. But I think it was a really, really good performance in him yesterday. Going forward, how effective is he in beating players, getting crosses in? And, and you know, when he crosses, you know, he's got a good cross on him. He can put the ball in low and hard. He eats the danger areas. For me, ain't naughty. He was man of the match. Sorry, Chris. I know you're not his biggest fan, but that's just my opinion. He's not a
2: fan of him at all, are you, Chris? How
5: many pies did you have in the match yesterday, Jason? Only eight. But the thing is, what are going to remember? for yeah, every five like minutes. Henry. You didn't see him play most of the game, but never mind. Carry on. Listen, these aren't the old
6: left-backs, are they, of, of, of years gone by when they're defending left-backs? Ain't no The reality is he's a left-winger. That's the reality. You know, he's he's not, you know, so he's a lot better going forward than he But I think he's just so important going forward. I really do think he's so important going forward. Good player. And I'm so glad that he's now, obviously, after the issues, clearly, with Lopetegui, that he's, he's back in the side. And, yeah, man of the match for me yesterday
2: absolutely brilliant i just loved chris's face when you said ain't nori i was just thinking that's just brilliant a beautiful friendship broken right there (laughs) over over ryan ain't (laughs) nori guys we're going to come with a quiz in a second but just before we get that guys um i just need to tell you about the deal from uh, nordvpn um fantastic deal that we've got for you guys um comes in very very useful um, the links in the description below is the Nord link with Forward Always Walls. If you use that, you do get their exclusive deal. Uh, it's fantastic. I've got it. You have it on your phone, you have it on your iPad, you have it on your computer. It doesn't matter how many devices you get it. You can even have it on your TV. If you've got fire sticks or things like that, or you want to get American Netflix and stuff, it even works for the same subscription. You go to it, you click on the link once you've gone through it, It takes you through instead of £187.32 for two years, it's £64.53, which works out at £2.30 a month. And you get an extra four months free as well. It's an absolutely Boston deal. And you can get it through the link below, through us, um, in the link in the description. um, It's forward slash always wolves. And you can be able to get that. So check it out. I've got it myself. And it's. It's, it's super reliable as well it works across everything honestly you, your internet doesn't slow down at all um right are you guys ready for this uh showdown because i know that chris has been rubbing his lips for this now because Dave, a-
5: he's just done me he's just done me that right ain't no my head is going now how the yeah. hell can he give him on the match i i can't digest information he's done it on purpose
2: <laughs> i did i to throw you off your game so is this what yes. you're trying to do? If he beat you, you're going to try and come up with an excuse? Absolutely. No,
6: oh, oh, Chris, yes. He's- uh, Chris, I, have to tell you,
2: I have to tell you, um, Jason, before you came on earlier in the green room, we were talking about it, and he was, he's very confident he's going to take you out.
0: We'll
6: so, see
2: you then. Uh, Here we go. So because there's only two of you, you're going to have four penalties instead of three. Um, so um, who wants to go uh first do you want to go
5: first first? let's let's flip a coin dave
2: Emma, have you got a coin okay i'm going to get the gnome the gnome is going to buy either in my right side of the screen or my left side of the screen right so it's it's my right not your right okay It, right, in... so are you I let you're the lucky booger because you picked gold in the—you know—when you add a one out of eight chance. So, so which side are you going? It's going up. My arms are going up. Which side are you going to go with?
6: It's in your right hand, Dave. My yeah. right
2: hand. You think it's my left? It is in my right hand. He honestly, I swear to God, he's got a sixth sense. So, Jason, that means you can either go first or second.
5: I'll
6: go second.
2: Okay, so yeah, you know, psychologically, penalty takers—if you go the team that goes first, always have the edge as long as they score the first one. So but I'm giving Chris, I'm giving Chris an advantage. There you go. He's feeling sorry for, or is he getting in your head again, Chris? So, um, what was Bill Slater's full name? Was it uh, Bill Slater, William Slater, William Robert Slater or William John Slater? Bill Slater, William Slater, William Robert Slater or William John Slater, Chris? I
5: thought he was going first.
2: No, he said you were going first.
5: Still, Bill, oh, I reckon...
2: Go on, Bill Slater, William Slater, William
5: John, William John Slater.
2: So you're going for William John Slater. You're going to lock that in. Yeah,
5: well, I may as well. I ain't got a clue,
2: so. Um, sends the keeper the wrong way. It's in the back of the net. Well done. One nil, Jason. <laughs> I'm under pressure now. You are. I'm to give it the chance the opportunity. Uh, which Lancashire club, Jason? did bill slater start his career with was it blackpool was was it blackpool blackburn rovers Chorley, or preston north end blackpool is the correct answer it is the correct answer you set the key for the wrong way as well great penalties to start off well done guys so back to you then puts the ball on the spot chris which club did Wolves sign Bill Slater from in 1952? It's the same club it's returned to when he left Wolves in 1963. Is it Birmingham City, Brentford, Notch County or Leicester City?
5: Shit. Well, the team I thought it was isn't on there, so that's a good start. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you think it was? Blackburn. They're no. Yeah, so, so, Birmingham, so.
2: Brentford, Notts County, Leicester. Notts County. You're going to go with Notts County? You've hit it over the bar. You've slipped and it's gone over the bar bit like what Jason did two or three years ago when he took the second penalty in the car.
5: (laughs) Who was it? it, uh, Leicester. It
2: was. Jason, do you know? I had a feeling it was Brentford. I think it's Birmingham. It was Brentford, actually. But it's not your question. So it's uh, one out of two for for, uh, Chris. Uh, Jason, your chance to take it, to put your nose in front. Bill Slater played for Wolves for 11 years and he made 339 appearances for the club. How many goals did he score? Was it none, one, 25 or 55? One. You're going for one? Yeah. That's you locking that in? Locking it in. Mate, you've literally... You know, you've smacked it and it's gone. It hasn't even hit the six-yard box. It's so wide. It is 25. How much
6: do I know?
2: One out of two each. So we're back level. It's two O's and two X's. Right, back on to you, Chris. How many times did Bill Slater win the first division with Wolves? Was it what none, one, Two or three times. Zero, one, two, three
5: times.
2: Pardon? The first
5: division.
2: The first division, yeah. Well, there weren't no Premier Division, was there then? Zero, one, two or three. Need to push you for an answer. Two. You're going for two. You've hit the bar.
5: Oh, I thought it it was two.
2: You've hit the bar. It is three three times
5: i was going to say 3 and all
2: right so well you didn't did you say so you've missed no. uh, <laughs> how many times uh, jason did bill slater win the fa cup with wolves was it once, once. One was it none one two or three once you going to lock that in yep you sure yeah Nicely done. Tucks it away in the corner. Keeper's got no chance. He did stretch. On
5: there.
2: He was too good a keeper. So that puts you into two out of three. So, Chris, you're stepping up under extreme pressure, having to convert this penalty. In which season was Bill Slater voted the Football Writers Association Player of the Year? <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. Was it A... The 1957-58 uh, season, was it B, the 58-59 season? Was it C, the 59-60 season? Or was it D, the 60-61 season? Is it's 58-59, 59-60, 66 It's 60. either
5: B or C. Right, oh, so you're B either going
2: to go for 58-59 or 59-60, bearing in mind... This is a choice of kicking the ball left or right. Which are you going to go with? Fifty-nine,
5: sixty.
2: He's give the He's give the keeper the eyes, Jason, and he's sent it the wrong way. He's done the roll run up. The keeper's gone, and he's rolled it into the other side. He's levelled it up. Pressure. Oh. Such pressure in that penalty, and <laughs> he he I've does just it. got to score to win, eh? Right. Right, yeah, he's kept himself in the game.
5: So it's not gonna be it's not gonna be what Steve Bull's middle name or something, is it? Like the last really one. Hopefully. Hopefully. Right. How many
2: different managers did Bill Slater play for during his time at Wolves? Was it one, two, three, or four? Oh, look at Looking at the... Uh, looking at the... Uh,
5: easy.
2: Is it easy, though? Of
5: course it is Jason? It's,
2: it's either one or two. Um, I'm going to go for
6: one. Are you sure? No. Uh, I'll give you five <laughs> seconds. Actually, no. I'm going to go to Stan Cullis and Ronnie Allen. So, you're locking in two. Are you I'm sure? in at two. Stan Cullis and Ronnie Allen. Final answer. Final answer.
2: You've hit it well, mate, but the keeper's got his hand to it and saved it. Was it he want Stan Cullis. Um, I don't know was...
6: Change my okay. mind, Dave.
2: I know.
5: So, guys. I did a sort of early there, Dave.
2: Uh, well, I did give him the opportunity, didn't I? I did yeah. give him the. Uh, I did give him the opportunity, so we're going to um, sudden death here. So, I'm just. Go- I'm not going to give you a choice of um, of numbers. The first person to shout out the answer correctly will get this right. Okay. Seven. Seven days. Is that your answer? No, no, come on If If you shout it out The other person then has a chance to come in If you get it wrong So Bill Slater won 12 England caps Including 4 in a World Cup Which World Cup was it? What year? First person to shout out Gets it uh, 58 1958 You're
5: going
2: for 58 What, What did you say? Jason? And he said 58. It was in Brazil, wasn't it? 58, I believe. But Chris has shouted it out first. And it is a decisive penalty. And he is has beaten him. <laughs> Look at the smugness on his face. He's taken him down.
5: Bloody wolf whistle. He's taken pod, him nice. down,
2: Chris. Does that mean you remain <laughs> unbeaten? Eh? Yeah, does I remain unbeaten?
5: remain unbeaten. To be I fair, mean, Chris beating. is
6: eighty-four. Is 84? you have an advantage
2: over me, <laughs> anyway. That was a really, really good game. So, uh, finally, finally, I do want to say quickly, by the way, big...
5: Dave, neither of us saw Bill Slater play. I, I... No, well, I, like you. I do want to say
2: a big thank you to Creation Wolf for powering extra time and delivering the industry's latest and most advanced digital solutions. If you've got a company, get in touch with them, they're from Wolverhampton uh links in the description below uh they'll basically take your company to the next level uh digital solutions are absolutely brilliant thank you for powering the show uh and finally uh score prediction for next week chris against sheffield united
5: i'm i keep saying three one i think it's gonna happen
2: next week three one one of these days you will get it right i guess Jason?
6: 2 nil Wolves. Good, confident away, win. And just before we go, uh, well done, Manny, for, for doing that Saturday for, I believe, the 10th time. Is it 10th time? 20th. 20th. I mean, that's just incredible. And the money is raised and how it connects people. Fantastic. So, well done to Manny. But, yeah, 2 nil next week.
2: Fantastic, and the same to you, mate as well, uh for the work that you do and uh of course, we all said um we did get the final amount we we did get over three thousand pounds raised for the content creators cup, um which' obviously very proud of, not nowhere near the numbers that you've got, but it's a start, so it's, Dave, um,
6: listen listen, can I just jump in there if somebody people do sometimes they go, I can only afford two pound. And I think only afford two pound. That's just incredible. If someone gives a pound, two pound, ten p, one pencil, gives up their time, it's as important and as 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 generous to me as five hundred pounds. So whatever's raised, it's it's money that that charity would never have had today. Full credit to you, my friend.
2: Brilliant. I appreciate that, guys. Thank you for joining us tonight. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you're watching it on catch catch up, leave your things in the comments. Um, if you if you've enjoyed it. Just take a second, smash the like button. It lets YouTube know that you're enjoying it. Uh, and if you subscribe, hit the bell because you'll never miss an upload. And we do lots of content for you. We put a lot of work into it, so put it out. And if you listen to it on the podcast, why not give us a five-star rating on your podcast provider? Uh, from myself and all the gang, uh, God bless you all We're, and love to you and your families wherever you are in the world. And we'll see you uh, next week. From all of us to you, Always Wolves.
1: let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116-123. That's 116-123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
2: It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurant's 18 plus serving times delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com
0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.